are we ever going to find that having podcasts nonstop in our ears at two times speed or three times speed is like scrambling our brains or like preventing us from focusing or <laughs> I mean, is it just adding to the whole can't put the phone down? Is it a different version of staring at the phone? Good for our brain or is it scrambling our brain? Podcast Junkies episode 205. Welcome back. If you're new to the show, then this is the one where I interview awesome podcast hosts and luminaries in the podcasting space. In case you missed last week's episode, I interviewed Jay Klaus, host of Upside. We had a great chat and we did a little bit of a deep dive on all things podcasting geek related. So make sure you check that out. Episode 204. This week, I have a return guest. It's none other than super fan of the show, Patrick Keller, host of Big Seance Podcasts. We had a bit of a challenge trying to figure out when was the last time he was on the show, and it was a couple of years ago, and uh, you can hear the exact time when once we kick off the interview. As usual, when I'm having a conversation with Patrick, it's nothing but fun, good times, and lots of laughs. Naturally, because he's a return guest, we talked about how he handles his return guests, and also the importance of attracting diverse guests and building a community with his podcasts. We discuss how his listening habits have changed, and we share our thoughts on the impact podcasts have had on us and what it bodes for the future. Speaking of the future, make sure you check out the third generation of the Scarlet 2i2 by Focusrite. It's my go-to sound card, and it makes everything sound amazing. It's the one that I commonly refer new podcasters to. And if you don't know what a sound card is, it's essentially the next step up from you plugging your microphone directly into your laptop or Mac or PC. The sound card gives you an interface that actually boosts the signal cleanly and allows you to monitor both uh, yourself through headphones and also make sure you can control the gain on your microphone, which is also important. So support Focusrite and the amazing Scarlett 2i2. Why don't you? Don't forget to say to the end of the episode where Patrick himself reveals this week's retention hashtag. So let's get into it. So, Mr. Patrick Keller, back for round two on Podcast Junkies. How the heck are you? I am really good. Thank you for having <laughs> me back. It's a super honor. Uh, so, we did a little bit of um, detective work, and we found uh, the last visit was episode number 72, and you found the date. I did. It was January 12, 2016. Whoa. What was going on in your in your world in, in January 2016? Well, I probably thought I was way cooler than I was. And it was about two years after I had started podcasting. And I remember it was about a year after I'd found you. Hmm. And I had uh, crammed through all of your episodes. But we didn't actually start podcasting that much different. I think you started podcasting just a tad bit earlier than I did. So we have kind of a similar journey as far as time goes. How many return guests do you have? Probably less than less than 10. I think uh, cool. Jordan, Jordan's been back. Rob Greenlee's been back. You, I'm trying to think now because I usually pop up. Yeah, maybe five or six, maybe not even that much. So when you hit the five year mark, you're like, whoa, like there's some stuff to catch up on. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> 
And what's funny is I'm in the middle of kind of, it just accidentally happened a series of, you know, all my promos say so-and-so returns, you know, (laughs) the same returns thing. And I'm like, I could just keep this going. So, so there'll definitely be people who always come in midstream and, you know, it's funny when, when people find the show or or they're about to come on, they feel like they need to listen to an episode. So they just go back and they listen to the most recent episode. So I imagine my next couple of guests, they'll see your name back at the top of the list and they'll be like, who's this Patrick Keller guy? (laughs) So for the folks who have not binged the entire 200 plus episodes, talk a little bit about your show and then we'll, we'll get caught up. Well, I let's not let's not play. I mean, Harry had me on his show because I was a giant super nerd, uh, super nerd, super fan of his show. And I, you know, was being very obvious about my cramming through his podcast and giving him plenty of shout outs. But I also have a podcast, Big Seance Podcast, and I'm also a teacher. I teach tons of middle school nerds. And about the time you interviewed me the first time, I was just beginning a new course that I helped build and design in our school district where uh, we teach kids music production skills, middle school students. And part of that is a unit every quarter on podcasting. And so I was very excited about that when I was talking to you last. And now we're five or, you know, five years into it. And it's really pretty cool. And that alone has been kind of a life changer for me. So the last five, six years has been a big shift for me. I mean, I've been teaching for 18 at the same school, but when you start a podcast and find new nerdy areas of interest outside of the paranormal, which is what my show is, I've had a lot of change. It's been cool. Did you have, I don't think you had this super studio when we chatted, because you've got like, for those of you, you can't see the video, but uh, he's got the whole sound baffling thing like uh, laid out there. It looks pretty, I'm sure it's uh, deadened a lot of the the echo and it sounds pretty, pretty cool in there. It sounds good. It sounds great from my end. Well, thank you. I'm sure it, it does help a little bit, but I think it, after I put it up, I'm like, I'm not sure how much it helps, but it looks cool. And <laughs> and then I just have some Ikea lights that I prop up and shine up on the back. I don't have any ability to make it like cool colors or anything, but I do have a hue light in my lamp over here so I can change colors if you really were bored and wanted me to kick it up a notch, even though it's just you seeing it. You do need the, uh, the big Sans logo behind you as well, like a big poster or something like that. I have looked into trying to figure out how I could do something like that, but I don't very often pop on video. I don't do any, (laughs) so it would just be for a few people's benefit. So how do you think about return guests? Uh, You you mentioned that um, you have them on your show as well. And uh, you know, in the beginning you're like, well, I've got so many guests to get to and I could definitely do the whole show without having any return guests, but it's just more fun to catch up. So I'm wondering Talk a little bit about just again to remind folks when you started your show, how many episodes you're up to now, and then when you started thinking about return guests and how you'd handle that. Well, uh, my next episode will be 150, so that's kind of sort of a milestone, I guess, Mark. And yes, I only definitely. do an episode every two weeks, usually. 
So that's why that number is not higher, only because life happens. And when you're a teacher and when you put as many hours as I do into editing an episode, which I've tried to pull back on and can't do that very well, you know, when you spend 10 to 12 hours on an episode, I'm like, uh, this isn't going to happen once a week. But I actually have plenty of return guests, and I don't always make a big deal about how it's their return, but you find your guests that your audience like and that really resonate with, like Karen A. Dahlman, for example, is a guest who's been on my show a lot because the audience loves her, and she could talk all day long, nonstop, and... um She's, I call her my esoteric queen. She can talk about anything in the world and go over my head, but the audience loves loves it, and she's fun and hilarious. And so I've got three or four guests that have come on multiple times, but it is just recently, the last month or so, where I, I've, I've, it started out as an accident, and it kind of necessity when you're like, man, I don't know what's coming up this next week. I don't know what to do next, and... It just pops up in front of my face. You know, a, a previous guest has a new book or a new thing out. And I'm like, cool, come back. Awesome. You saved me. And it always just kind of works. But I've always said that my podcast was anything that pops up in my paranormal world. It's one of, one of the taglines. And I always want it to be kind of natural. I don't want to always be on this search, this endless search for guests or who's who's wanting booked i i want it to be kind of natural what's going on who am i meeting uh what topics are coming up in my own personal sphere and cover it how does the conversation change you you so you mentioned you've had some folks on probably sounds like more than more than twice and then it it starts to develop into a friendship and then there's a camaraderie there and so is that something that you just realize that, or do you notice like how much more relaxed you are and it's like, you know, putting on a familiar sweater or something like that when you have a, like a, someone who comes on repeatedly? Oh yeah. I mean, I have never not gotten nervous anytime I've interviewed someone or been interviewed by the way. It's just, it's always going to happen. But the more you interview those same people that you feel a connection with, it's a little less pressure and you let down just a little bit. And you probably have a little bit more fun. But yeah, like Karen A. Dahlman, for example, I finally met her this last year, even though we were very much friends before that because we connected so much. She's in California in your old hood. And I'm here in St. Louis. And we finally met and we, you know, stayed all night at some haunted places together and done lives and we're getting ready to meet up again this winter and do some more and you know so she'll do an episode of her thing and i do an episode of my thing and our communities come together and they really do feel like they know us and they know our personalities and they jump in on live videos on facebook and interact so and it's not just karen i have uh, a few other guests that are like that too and and it also sometimes i get guests now from my community my group on Facebook of listeners. And every time a guest is on my show, I throw them in there and they start interacting. And sometimes I'm like, Hey, that's something we need to cover. And so I pull someone who is a listener that nobody knows up there. And then sometimes they become kind of popular within the community and come back. Sometimes it's just, 
um, I don't really sweat it too much. I think I used to. I used to be like, okay, I've got to get bigger guests. And I don't. I just try to make it real. I want it to be real natural. And I used to think that as my podcast grows, I have to have bigger guests or a wider variety of guests or something. And I've just learned that if I want my audience to connect, it's not always going to be that bigger guest. Sometimes it's going to be someone from their own community or a listener or someone else they've never heard of who uh, has the same questions they do, who uh, you know has the same anxieties about something that they do. And because I've never professed to be an expert at anything, and I'm just the giant nerd who asks questions and has the same vocabulary that they do some of them i'm sure then it works but uh that doesn't mean that if a show-stopping guest opportunity comes along that i won't do it they appreciate that as well the interesting thing is speaking of trying to find different guests lately i've just been taking a look at how diverse my guests have been or have not been Mm -hmm. and in a community like the paranormal community or even the spiritual community, because I kind of hover on both sides of it. It's not really diverse. You would think it would be uh, diverse among colors and, and experiences and languages and genders. And it's really not. So uh, it's interesting. I just recently, I put out on, in my paranormal group, I said, I always try to keep my guests as diverse as possible, but can you help me make sure that we are even more diverse? Like, give me some names of some really good people that are in the community working and and making a difference, but maybe the, we don't see them. Because I want to represent everybody, and I don't want it to just be uh, white dudes <laughs> talking ghosts on my show. Have have they responded yet? I mean, have you haven't started to get feedback? It's funny, and I had a several people comment with just more white peeps, <laughs> and I'm like, awesome, thanks, but re- read my post again. <laughs> I want all colors. I <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I have had a few, yeah. So I there some homework. Well, that's good because you're building up the community and, you know, you're asking them for help, which is awesome. And it's just another reminder. I think when people get started, you know, I I tell people to create a community for your podcast, right? That's one of the first things you do. And obviously, it's going to be crickets in there when you first launch it. And you're like, oh, there's like 10 of us. I'm like, no one's posting. And it's just me posting graphics of the artwork (laughs) and notices when an episode goes live. But I mean, you're, I'm sure you're seeing it. I don't know how the, how big your group is now. And it seems to be, a, a, I'm sure it's a popular topic. So once they're there and once they start to see that it's a, like a family and a community, then, you know, it sort of takes a, takes on a life of its own. So is that what, what you found with, uh, with your group? Yeah. I just last night, for example, I had just a member of our community go live in our group, which doesn't happen very often. And I, I make that available to my group members. I think we have a little less than a thousand people in that group. And he just decided because someone had mentioned and we, I did an episode where I talked just about my library and my bookshelves and the different books that I have. And I'm obsessed with vintage books and old books and 
dead tree versions of books. I've got to have them because I want them on the shelf. And a listener remembered that. And so he went on a live and took us, a, gave us a tour, a video tour of his home and some of the different like antiques and spirit communication tools and occult objects that he wow. and uh, books about religious studies and spirit communication topics and some of the really old, cool things he had. And that was really awesome. The fact that somebody in my community felt like they could do that and just added to the conversation. So it's pretty cool. I like it. You know what I miss from your group, Harry? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I miss the videos. You used to do a lot of live videos, dude. In pod, in podcast junkies, junkies, in podcast junkies, junkies. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I should pick those back up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, I've been a bit nomadic, going through some uh, personal life changes, and uh, I think now I'm, I'm a bit settled here. Um, in currently in Minneapolis, and so I think uh, yeah, I think those those were fun. There is something interesting about putting like uh, getting a face to the show, especially since my podcast artwork doesn't have my face in it. I think at this point I can't change it now because it's such a staple. <laughs> it matches the shirt and it's just like a, a brand at this point. So it's, it's interesting, but yeah, it's a, it's a good reminder. And sometimes uh, at, the, at the time I started, I had my nine to five job and then, um, then my business started taking off and I started doing some traveling and speaking. And then I started to like, think about like how stuff to, to focus on the business and then but i want it to be consistent because honestly like i can't imagine stopping the show because it's sort of like the validation for me because now we produce shows for our clients with our with our company and it it's just you know to say that i've been doing a podcast myself for five years it's like i gotta walk the walk as well right <laughs> like if I'm, if I'm producing shows for folks I'm, and and it's a great like ex testing ground like you'll probably notice that i'm like testing new tools and i'm like testing ways to market and like doing fun things like i was like maybe i'll i'll create a graphic for everyone's birthday that was a past guest and i'm like wait that's 200 guests <laughs> i'm like i did one for you and i'm just like i don't think this is sustainable like how do i keep doing this but it's this way i mean i i, I constantly preach like treat your guests like gold and i always think about it to the extent that i can that these relationships uh i i really value them i, I value the fact that people take time out of their day i mean for myself i would i called it podcast junkies because i had probably 100 podcasts and i was like listening to so many and now the irony is because i'm producing shows and i'm got so many projects in the works like it's so rare that i have time to just blast through podcasts so i'm definitely at 2x for a lot of them i'm learning actually to how to learn listen at two and a half x which is bananas <laughs> but a lot of times if it's not like you're not listening to a physics lesson you know you just want to get the gist of it and there's something for entertainment value sometimes so you know you don't need to listen to joe rogan at 1x like it's literally like and it's three hours anyway so <laughs> there's no way that that's going to happen but i'm wondering if your if your listening habits have changed i mean you've got a, a regular job as well so if, if you've been affected by that over the years there i go definitely go through phases with podcasts sometimes i am binging through them and I'll even be in the same room with my husband with my earbuds in. I'm like, hang on, I'm I'm finishing this thing right here. And then there will be a couple of weeks where I am not in the mood. You know, Elsie Escobar mentioned that a while back that she was just not in the mood to listen to podcasts. I don't know if she's still in that mode. But <laughs> I will go I will go through that every couple of weeks. And then of course they stack up in your 
player and I look at it with all this anxiety, like, oh my gosh. And then it's weird. It's like, why is this making, this shouldn't be that way. So I force myself, I'm getting better at forcing myself to be selective and weed through the ones you're not necessarily super excited about. But in some cases, something you said inspired me to say this, uh, some of the voices that I'm used to hearing that I love hearing, even if I'm not like just jamming into their content, sometimes I just want to hear their voice. Mm. So that's, you know, those are the ones I play sometimes when I'm multitasking or fighting through some daily routine, just because it's comforting hearing the voice. And yeah, sometimes it'll be two X just, I don't know. There's something about hearing the voice and feeling, and maybe my brain subconsciously is getting something out of that. (laughs) Maybe it's not. I don't know. (laughs) My favorite example is like when, um, when Neo in the matrix, he's like, do you know how to fly that helicopter? And he's like, no. And then he's like, and then like he gets like a download. He's like, he's like, now I do. (laughs) So like, I, I always think about it in, um, I think, and I, Especially for some, they are teaching some stuff. Even if it's two and a half X, I think it makes its way into my brain and I absorb it somehow. And I I think I grasp it. And even if in the moment, you know, I don't get every single nuance of it. I think there's the gist of it or the energy of it. I think I'm getting like the, this is the 80, 20 rule, right? Like I'm getting what the most of what I need. And, you know, I, I think it's better to listen to it than not listen to it if it's if it's a topic i'm interested in but um it gets harder and harder but to your point about looking through um a list of podcasts i'm no more discerning like where i would just like normally like joe rogan like as, i don't listen to the mma stuff but if you had a semi-interesting guest i'm like well let me check it out but now it's just like comedians like nah i'm not interested like i'm i'm more into like the ancient civilization stuff so like when graham hancock is on there or something i'm like yeah <laughs> like i love that sort of stuff but i'm scrolling and more um conscious of like the guests and i'm like is that it's it's really like how much i value my time now and i'm like is that the best use of this half hour it's like you know and then i'm finding all these other topics on spirituality now so now that they have podcasts i'm like uh um, and I, I remember when I got my iPhone, I've got the, the X and I was like, oh, let me just get the 256 gig version. I don't use that much memory. I looked at how much I had left and I, I think I'm only using like 20% of it. So I was like thinking about all these podcasts, but you know, it's, it's something to be said that I, I feel like, I feel like I, I need to do a Marie Kondo, um, art of the, <laughs> on my, on my, on my audio. Um, there should be someone who's doing like the Marie Kondo version of cleaning up your podcasts. Oh man, that I could definitely join you on that for real. Because I, I wonder if, you know, we, we judge, uh, well, even our generation and younger generations about how video games have affected them you know, or get outside and play in nature, those kind of things. I sometimes wonder in the future, are we going to, and I hate saying this because I love promoting podcasts and mm-hmm. TV podcasting, and but are we ever going to find that having podcasts nonstop in our ears at two times speed or three times speed is like scrambling our brains or like preventing us from focusing or, <laughs> I mean, is it just adding to the whole can't put the phone down 
Is it a different version of staring at the phone? Hmm. Is it good for our brain or is it scrambling our brain? It depends on what you listen to, right? If you're listening to just, you could get on some like negative, like the, the equivalent of the, the daily news of the, the equivalent of like uh, Fox news on audio or something like that. Like <laughs> there's <laughs> podcasts like that, right? Like, and, and yep. God, you know, God bless you if that's your thing, but that's not mine. And I don't listen to the news. I remove the news app from my phone. Like I'm all about trying to keep high vibe stuff in my environment. I've got so much stuff that I'm working on and I'm, that stresses me out. So I don't need any additional stress. So there's something comforting to your point about just hearing the sound of someone's voice. Like if I see a podcast of a friend of mine and, and another friend of mine is on the podcast, that's even like bonus. Like I'm like, yeah, like my friends talking together and it's hard, you know, we we can't travel around the world. Time travel hasn't been, I mean, the, the, the bilocation hasn't been perfected yet, so we, we can't teleport. So it's in a way, like it's a way for us to all stay connected and you choose what you put in your ear and, you know, it's just sound vibrations. So like some, you know, listen to the stuff that makes you feel good. Like, um, like one of those Tibetan bowls, like when you hit one of those, you're like, Hmm, I feel good. Like tuning forks. <laughs> like, yeah. So that's the same thing. I mean, voices are just vibrational frequencies, right? So just pick the ones that binaural you like beats binaural beats. I love those, man. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just kind of like be discerning about what in the same way, like what you be discerning about what you put in your, your mouth and, and what you eat and what you sit in front of, you know, we actually don't have a TV now in this apartment. So occasionally we'll watch something on the, on the computer on the bigger screen and make that the, make that the TV screen. But yeah, I think it's just, um, be discerning about what you put in your ear and what content you're consuming. And, and it's, a, it's almost like a challenge as a content creator to make sure that I'm creating something that someone will resonate with, as opposed to just like randomly churning out podcast episodes because they're like, well, I promised people weekly stuff. So let me just, you know, stick right. something up. And I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I challenge myself and I catch myself sometimes I'm like, Am I putting like the best energy into this conversation? Am I, am I thinking through like what I'm talking about as I record my intros and outros? And and am I am I actively making sure I'm having conversations with people that I want to talk to? So I think about all those things, and um, as, you know, as the show grows, I I mean, I I feel like it's something that I'd want to do in perpetuity. It'd be nice to say ten years, five hundred episodes, thousand episodes. That'll be pretty wild. Right, right, yeah, I I totally get it. I'm wondering if how things have changed with the paranormal community and, you know, sometimes like people get into things and then it's like a hobby or a fad and then, and then they're like, okay, I, I think I did everything I could do there. And I'm wondering, and, and it happens on anything, people take up knitting or something like that. So like any sort of hobby, but I'm wondering how your initial interest in it enough so that you start, wanted to start a podcast has changed, waned gone up, gone down, um, and how, if any, uh, how the podcast may have uh, affected that as well. That's an interesting question because I got into all of this paranormal spiritual stuff in, uh, around from gradually from 2006 to 2008. And I've always called it my spiritual shift and it's in a nerdy way. It started with a combination of several things, and that is the Ghost Hunters TV show that was super popular with paranormal nerds for around 10 years and 
a combination of that and books that I was reading, books by different psychics and mediums. And, and like I said, I've always kind of hovered between the spiritual and paranormal side. So those just kind of came together. And there has been what I call a paranormal craze that lasted, I think, about 15 years. And it's probably still going, but I feel like it's fading out a little bit. A lot of the paranormal shows that were on forever have gradually gone away. We're even into this place where some of them are coming back now, speaking of return guests. And so now there's a discussion in the community of, well, this show isn't what it used to be. And you can't repeat something that was so magical in the beginning. And I have always wondered, and I've got several past episodes where we've talked about, well, when is, how long is this paranormal craze going to last? Is it going to be a fad? And sometimes we uh, get critical of new people coming into the space or embarrassing people coming into the space who like think they know everything and they don't really. And it's like, well, I can't wait till all this paranormal millennials. Yes. There you go. Yes. <laughs> like I can't wait till all this trash disappears. So it just, the real nerds are left, you know, <laughs> I mean, I hear that uh, conversation sometimes that was really dorky, but uh, yeah, I think I feel like it's kind of maybe on its way out. And if it's not on its way out, Paranormal itself shifts sometimes from like talk about ghosts to talk about aliens to talk about uh, Bigfoot and crypto things. And my world is pretty much just with ghosts and spiritual type things. I totally believe in aliens, but it totally makes me yawn when I talk about them and read about (laughs) them. For some reason, it doesn't keep my interest. So (laughs) the topics I stay in are usually spiritual uh, afterlife topics spirit communication things like that but you my world is funny with podcasting too i listen to fewer and fewer paranormal spiritual podcasts now and i'm listening to more i'm branching out to random things but i also like still the biggest uh chunk of podcasting that i listen to is podcasts about podcasting <laughs> <laughs> like those are the ones that I listen to first. Oh, that's funny. Less of the other stuff. So that's weird, but I'm still in the space. So I don't know what that means. I'm I'm huge um into spirituality, but also into like multidimensional travel and space and I, like I I can go down a serious rabbit hole like with like ancient civilizations and star seeds and like other dimensions and like <laughs> me up that a second ago you said we haven't perfected by location yet that cracked me up <laughs> well what's what's i think what's going to happen and you know people in the future can come back and listen to like this episode of podcast junkies and be like whoa he totally called it but <laughs> <laughs> but i i think i've read enough and know enough to to know that you know obviously we're not alone there's technology that existed on this planet that we forgot about. We're starting to figure out that this planet is older than we think it is. And there's stuff like Gobekli Tepe, like in, in Turkey, that the civilizations are unearthing. They've only unearthed, like, I think 5% of it. And they're already figuring out, like, wait, this is like 12,000, 20,000 years old. And that sort of throws everything you thought you knew about, like, when 
civilization like started here on this planet. And they're like, oh, it's only three years ago. So we're going to start our religions based on that. And then so a lot of people are nervous because they're just like, hmm, then that means like if that's the case and, you know, it was like um, uh, stuff that happened 30, 40,000 years ago, like there's like uh, degradation lines on the Sphinx or the base of the Sphinx that are attributable to like water erosion. So um, if you go, if you ask like, Robert Schock and all this sort of stuff like and they date and the date on that is when there was water running through that those planes and so and so what what's interesting is that um I'm going down a total rabbit hole here now <laughs> do it do it that's what happens when you're the host you're like there's no station manager being like no <laughs> like that this is me giving the cut sign on video like dude if, if this was a radio station he'd be looking at me through the glass and be like no don't like don't, <laughs> don't talk about that stuff but that's the beauty so everyone Commercial. who's on the podcast yeah <laughs> it'd be the green and the rainbow lines on the screen Beep. like sorry no cut <laughs> cut to commercial <laughs> like they did in the 60s it'd be like yeah exactly <laughs> um yeah so it's interesting because what what happens is with like in the bible there's a the stories of the Noah and the flood but i think it's a cellular memory of there's something happened related to water and we can't quite place it so that that's what we think happened but really like i think some serious thing happened that was like a they call it antediluvian um times which is like before the big flood so um that's what i'm like interested by and so what i think kind of bringing it full circle here to like so paranormal you know and you know when you talk what, the things you talk about big seance is almost like in a way that which is unexplained in the spirit realm and so i'm wondering if you've given some thought to just opening that up a bit more and 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 sort of branching out into some of these other things that i i think what's going to happen is we're going to see that there's connections and they all sort of like tie in you know because is paranormal is a spirit something that passed but then couldn't make it to the next dimension so they got stuck in this one and and just like i'm wondering how, how you've been thinking about that as you start to learn more about like other other cool stuff that's happening i have had some really deep guests that talk about how they're all connected and whereas someone might call uh, something some kind of haunting they have or they were visited by a spirit uh, somebody might say, oh, but I think it was some kind of alien being or some kind of, you know, we, we start giving categories to spirits now and ghosts and um, shadow person mm. is a shadow person inhuman or is it an alien being? And I think it just kind of depends on how people describe it. But yeah, I have had topics or guests who have talked about how Bigfoot is an alien and <laughs> it, and, and, my eyes start to cross when we get to some of those places, but I think there is something too. We're trying to, uh, Jim Harold talks about siloing things. Maybe it's just one big thing and not like breaking it up into smaller mm -hmm. category. <laughs> well, it's interesting because like in the same way that, you know, naturally it's my show is a podcast where I talk to podcasters about why they podcast. And so it can, it can get down a, a squirrely rabbit hole but the beauty of it is just like it all is around you and your show and how you think about your show so i, I think there's something to be said for having and something that you started the show for but then realizing like oh it's it's more of a platform that you have and and i think i wonder if you think about it as this is maybe it's it's the patrick keller show <laughs> and patrick keller is a is a paranormal nerd who loves like 
you know, initially love seance, but we, it's like, we all grow, like we all grow, we all mature. Like we're not static. We're not fixed in our ideas. There's things, you know, people always would give, um, presidential candidates grief about like flip-flopping and i'm like no that's just like you change your mind like you thought you you thought one way about something i've flip-flopped on stuff because i'm i learned more and i learned more information and i was like probably like didn't know like uh what i was talking about because i was spouting stuff that i thought i heard or someone told me and then i says go oh, maybe let me do some research on that and then you feel like there's like oh that was the narrative and that's what the the general consensus of stuff and then you just you have to find other alternative sources to dig into stuff and when, when you're dabbling in these realms of like all the stuff that we talk about like there's people that you know science is like no this is like specifically like what's happening but they're not tied into their spirituality so they're not going to even go down that r- route and uh, and then you've got the atheists who like have this really like uh specific view of how they see the world so I think it's just interesting to, to, especially with people that have been doing shows for a while, to to think about how the show evolves as a natural reflection of how you're evolving as a person. I flip flop all the time, and I think I shock some people when they tune in and they expect. First of all, a lot of people assume that I am a medium before they even start listening mm. to the podcast. I'm not I don't. Uh, I mean, everybody says that everybody has intuitive abilities and I try all of them. I, I want to have experiences in all of them, but I am not. And so it's just about me learning. And I am pro I, I like to say that I'm 50% skeptic on just about everything. So there's the side of me that wants everything to be real. And then the side of me that is like, what? Right. And so looking back at, earlier episodes or even when I was just a blog before I was a podcast, I've wanted to delete posts and delete episodes mm. because I am speaking so passionately about <laughs> something that was real. And I listen back now and I'm like, oh my gosh, how embarrassing delete that episode. <laughs> but I do have I continue to have something you said earlier made me think about this. I do continually, as much as sometimes I think it's dorky or we were talking about a platform, I do continually have people contact me and say, wow, this episode happened when I really needed it. Uh, A lot of women come up or contact me saying things like that. Like my husband passed uh, a month ago and I'm just really struggling with this. And there's just, you know, an episode that I thought was really dumb and considered not putting out. They'll say something that guest said just changed my life, and thank you for that. And, and I can never predict. And so I often have that in my mind now that this may not uh, interest me a lot at the moment, but this is a topic that someone listening is going to hopefully resonate with. Do you also get feedback from, or, and I don't know if this is something you talk about in your show, but just like from the LGBTQ community as well? I do. I, I find quite a few, well, I don't know, quite a few, but uh, I do have listeners that come in and uh, thank you for doing something that's at the same niche that I'm interested in, but also being brave enough to be out doing it. And then that brings up, the fact that I did, I only two, three years ago 
came out openly to my school community uh, about being gay. Mm -hmm. And so for several years, I was always like deleting things that mentioned my husband Mm. or gay. And sometimes I bravely put it in, but, you know, but now and, and adults in my school always knew that I was gay. But, you know, when you teach middle school, sometimes it's a little different. And things have changed. And so three years ago, I felt the responsibility to the students that I have. You you know, there are LGBT students all over the place. And I felt like I had a responsibility to be authentic. And so that has kind of helped my podcast because now I'm more free in my podcast. Because That's I know awesome. I have some students that listen and so I, I think that that has brought in some new listeners too, thinking, cool, thanks for um, being even more authentic than you were before. I don't know if that answered your question, but it's cool to me. Well, yeah, because I think it's we forget that we have a platform and we sometimes forget that people are listening. <laughs> and if And sometimes those emails and those notes of affirmation like sort of keep us going especially when we're doing it such a long time and we we talk about topics that are not easy to talk about or not commonly talked about there's always the person listening that that need needed to hear that message at that time and and i think when you hear it and you you know you mentioned a couple of people saying like i needed you know that specific episode really resonated with me i think if we just kept kept doing that, it's almost like an example to other people who have a podcast or other people who have a topic that they are not shared publicly. Like I, I think it just affirms that we're on the right path. So uh, I'm I'm glad that that's that you've you've done that you've shifted that in your in your podcast and in your teaching, and it seems like are already are are seeing the the positive results of that. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> and so w- when you um think about the the sh- the show and when when you first started it and it was just like a hobby is is that still how you see it or because of i th- I, th- I would imagine your visibility in this space is, has grown obviously after doing a podcast for like 5 years and so do you think about that as well as something that you want to step into in a, like have a bigger role in in terms of the community or are you happy with with how it is and that keeping it as a passion project I would still very much consider it a hobby, but I've in the back of my head, I've always sometimes as much as I love my kids and teaching, sometimes I'm at school thinking about my podcast and it would be nice to one of these days have that be somehow kind of a a full-time thing, uh, but I, I, I've, I've done a speaking thing a couple of times. I would love to get out there and get more involved in speaking about this thing. And uh, also in podcasting, I feel like I uh, am learning a lot now and could speak a lot about kids and podcasting because mm. I do a lot of it with seventh and eighth graders for sure in our music production classes. And I have a lot that I can connect with that unit at school. And so the kids probably roll their eyes sometimes. They're like, yeah, yeah, Mr. Color, you have a podcast. But <laughs> I, it both kind of combine the podcast stuff and the paranormal stuff. And I 
am considering. I've had a few people mention it, and I've kind of unofficially in the background been working on a book. I don't know cool. what it might be because, like I said, I'm not an expert at anything. I'm just a nerd at everything and question everything. And I have a lot of blogging that I did for a couple of years before the podcast. Yeah. I've learned a lot from a lot of guests. So is that look more like a memoir? Does that look more like just looking back on a nerdy podcast? But at the same time, I'm not, I'm not the top of the paranormal niche. And so do I look like a dork by trying to put a book out there? Oh, there's, you know. there's a name for that. You know that, right? Yes, it is a, a syndrome. Syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Yeah, it's a real thing, and and people like Oprah still go through it. So I think if you can you can be forgiven for for having it, I I have it all the time. Yeah, I, I think what's interesting is that especially in the coaching world, you're like sometimes people are like, who am I to teach people? And what I I think what what was valuable for me is to learn that sometimes there's people that you can help because you can show them the next step. You don't have to show them like the holy grail of like all things like in, in your case, like paranormal or in my case, podcasting. Like, you know, when I joined, when I started, there was all like this is the Pat Flynn's, Amy Porterfield's, the Dave Jackson's, the Cliff Ravenscraft's of the world. And I was just like, <laughs> like, I'm not like nobody knows who I am. So, but in the, but then the, you just do what you do and, and you have your own voice. So the, like there's, you could give this podcast, your podcast, to like five other people who are passionate about the paranormal, and you would have five completely different shows because it's just like that combination of you, your teaching background, your personality, um, your personal likes or dislikes. You sort of like that's all that mix of stuff that goes into the big seance podcast. And I think how you got to where you got to is is interesting information. And I think I I definitely am going to encourage you to get that book out and. You should title the book. I don't really know a lot about the paranormal. <laughs> Just kind of weird. I am not an expert in anything, <laughs> but a nerd at everything. Maybe that's what I yeah. said. Maybe that's my title for real. <laughs> you should. You got to wear that on. You know, wear that. Uh, like they tell the nerd, like in, in the nerd community, they're like wear your freak flag. You know, like just like let you almost like take the wind out of the sails of any like naysayers because just like look, the book says like I'm not an expert in the paranormal, and so like if I'm like, why the hell would this guy write a book? Like if I'm walking by the bookstore and I'm like, you know, like the the amateur's guide to the paranormal. So <laughs> And that would be like, um, well, if he's like, doesn't take himself that seriously where he's a lot, he can make a title like this and it sounds like a fun guy. And I think I'd, I'd probably like to read the book. So definitely, I think you should do that. I will. I, I, it's taking the time to work on something like that, that you're already feeling yeah, an imposter syndrome yeah, about yeah. Because a lot of time. And I feel like I have to put a lot of time into it before I can decide it's going to be a thing. You know, like I'm putting a lot of time into something right now that I'm not sure it's really going to be a thing. And that feels weird. <laughs> yeah. And maybe if you make it more general, not specifically about the paranormal, but kind of like that idea of the memoir and everything you've done up until now, that might even be more interesting. But um, you mentioned like talking to your students about what you're doing and they're just like rolling their eyes. Um, I don't know if you do like Skype, yeah, people Skype in, but if you ever want to have uh, do a Skype in and you want to have me chat with your class about podcasting but i'd love to do that as well so that would be fun that would be cool i have mm, i've had people send me videos 
like I've had uh, some music producers and things like that send me a video. It's not been live interaction, but that would be super cool. I'd have to up, up my tech a bit ability a little bit there. So as you, you know, as you know, as you get to, you know, you're at 150 episodes now, like how are you, are you, are you actively thinking about like the future of the show? Like, are you thinking about changing anything or like what's going to get you from 150 to 300? Well, my show for sure is gradually changing. I I'm, I feel like I'm getting better at rolling with, with changes, but also kind of trying to implement them gradually. Like I just recently tweaked my intro and outro to make it more of to tell a story, I guess. Um, I Mm. was in love with my outro and I am still in love with my earlier, my original outro, but I don't think a lot of people loved it as much as I do. And I'm like, it's, you need to make it so that they (laughs) like it. So I finally ditched it (laughs) and I was, I got really passionate about telling a story and having the podcast be kind of like an arc. And so since the beginning, I've gradually, you know, we talk about lighting the candle and joining the seance and sitting at the seance table and in the mm. parlor. And I've tried to create a, a space and people really do. They're like, oh yeah, I, when I listen to your podcast, I sit down and I light a candle and I pour tea and like, I'm, and I love that. And I didn't have that concept at the very beginning. So that's been a gradual thing. And so uh, my intro, I've worked, I try to imagine the listener is walking up to this, you know, Victorian, beautiful Victorian mansion. Crispy leaves are blowing by. You hear a crow in the background. You hear my music. All of a sudden a door opens, the music gets louder, they're in my parlor, we're lighting the candle, let's do this. And then so my outro now is the same music, and it's like the reverse order. You know, it's like, hey, mm, see you next yeah, time, yeah. they shut the door, the music's in the background, the leaves, crispy leaves are so going cool. by, then there's the crow, and see you next week. And I was when I did that, I was like, I am a freaking genius. And, (laughs) but now that I've done that, I'm like, that's cool. It's an awesome arc. It tells a story. It's beautiful. I spent lots of time on it, but now it's a little bit longer. So now you have the Dave Jacksons that are probably like your outro is, is too long or your intro is too long. I'm like, I don't care. It's cool. You're not my target audience. (laughs) That's so funny. Cause I, for the longest time I had just like, I didn't, when you cut your outro music yeah because I, I would let it play for a long time and it's so funny we're like now we're both throwing dave jackson under the bus because he actually <laughs> <laughs> i love dave jackson yeah we, all, yeah we all do so no i just kind of mixed it in now so that um yeah maybe i'll i'll, I'll leave the the because you can always end it so then you have the chris currens out there that put a whole song at the end love you chris that's, so, that's hilarious <laughs> No, that's interesting. I think um, send me the um, the intro uh, music, and I'll throw it at the end of this episode. Oh, cool! As a little bonus, somebody likes. Okay, as a uh, and I'll put it, uh, and I'll, then I'll put the retention hashtag after that. So you have to listen to me. I will do that. So should we let you pick your own retention hashtag? Okay, retention hashtag. I still do. Well, I haven't I actually haven't done the retention hashtag in a while. I called it the paranerd hashtag. 
on my show. Well, should, you should pick your, your own for this episode. Let's do beep. And so I'm going to think about how to edit this because I don't want that in the interview. So I'm going to be like beep. And then I'm going to be like, if you want to hear, <laughs> that'd be awesome. That'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> so I want to thank you publicly for being a super fan. I, I, I mentioned, I shout you out all the time. You and Susie Buttress probably get like the most shout outs on, on the show <laughs> because I think you're, it's just a reminder, not to say that everyone, not to uh, diminish all the other folks who have been supportive of the show, but I, I think uh, early on, I think you, you told me you binged or you listened to a lot of the episodes and I was just like so blown away. And so, yeah, I just never want to lose sight of that. Wherever this show goes, wherever it ends up, like um, I, I love the fact that we've developed this friendship and, uh, you know, I hope we can keep doing this. I, I said last time when you were on that it'd be great to find, meet in person and that was three years ago. So I think we, <laughs> I think you do need to make it to a podcasting conference, whether you want to or not. And I'm trying to make that happen next summer, by the way. I'm trying podcast to. Podcast movement? Yes. Okay. There's also PodFest. I don't know if that, that'll help, but that's in, that's a PodFest is a super fun, um, great community as well. So either one of those would be good, but please, like if you do make sure you let me know so we can schedule that. And the, the, the past guest list is getting bigger and bigger and I always try to do a meetup, but it's always hard. So I think I got to be more conscious of it and, and do podcast junkies meetup or, or take podcast junkies on the road. I had to, before we part ways, I have to tell you, thank you, Harry. You were the first interviewer to ever uh, make me admit that my father painted a football field in my backyard, mm. not so that his son could play football on it, but his little gay son could march on it. <laughs> and I listened back to that episode. I was like, shut <laughs> up. I forgot about that. Harry pulled that out of me, that embarrassing moment. Well, that's going to be even more reason for people to. So, so if you want the whole story, obviously, like now it's you got to listen to part one and part two. So a little tease. Yes, 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 yes. So you, as a regular listener, you probably know what's coming next. And let's see if you can give. A, I don't even know if I had these questions when I when I interviewed you. But uh, the first one is what's something you've changed your mind about recently? Oh yeah, you had this question because I said I decided to drink tea instead of coffee, and you you thought that was totally dorky. Something that I've changed my mind about. God, I wasn't even. You would think I would have been prepared with this today. (laughs) Well, I guess it would. It could be what I already told you, which is I listen to less and less paranormal content. Mm. Wah wah wah. It's not. Well, it's interesting because you almost feel. I would imagine there's some apprehension in actually saying that as the host of a paranormal podcast. Yes. So why do you think that is? I don't know. It it makes me feel bad because it's like, is the paranormal starting to bore you? Mm. Um, but I think it's also that there's a lot of the, I get really tired of a lot of the, the stereotypical redneck dude goes out, mm. ghost hunts. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Thing, yeah. You know? And so, um, I would love to, if I could just hear certain mediums, like psychics and mediums talk, I could listen to them talk all day. Maybe I just need to niche down my mm. content that I'm fine to listen to. My initial impulse is to say that, that that's almost like all the more reason why you need to keep your voice on the air because mm. there, there needs to be, as in all uh, niches or 
industries or whatever you want to call it. Like there needs to be dissenting voices, diverse voices. And so I think that's as much as, you know, your, your aversion to the content that's not in alignment with who you are is almost like your reminder of why you need to stay on the air. So that's my, my two cents for you. Good point. Yeah. Good point. And the second question is uh, what's the most misunderstood thing about you? Uh, well, I think when you asked me this before, I said that I was uh, not very social and I was an introvert, but I've since my episode, I think everybody, almost everybody tells you that they're like, I'm not very outgoing or whatever. <laughs> <They it is." laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's still that because I can be bubbly and nerdy and laugh and goofy, but I also am a recluse very much so. And I love it. Misunderstood thing about me i don't get into i don't know maybe you would consider a nerd like me someone who would listen to or who would be into like star wars Mm. and star trek and dungeons and dragons (laughs) and i don't i don't um harry potter none of that (laughs) uh, fell asleep in the movie lord of the rings fell asleep that's so funny yeah, like the it sci-fi stuff. Yeah. If my brain can't believe that it could be real. <laughs> like I, I uh, a good old-fashioned haunted house movie, awesome. You know, I can believe that that So what's the recommendation? Recommendation of movie. movie? Oh, I think people should take it back to old school and watch like the black and white movie The Uninvited. Or there's mm. one called, oh, I always forget the name of the other one. It's beautiful. But then there's also The Changeling, which is like from the 1980, 81. Okay. It has an awesome, super awesome seance scene in it, which is very cool. It's also one of the very first movies that ever mentioned the concept of EVP, electronic voice phenomenon, mm. weird voices. That's a good one, too. Yeah, this Halloween, this October, watch some good vintage throwback spooky movies. We'll get those in the show notes then, too. Yeah. Well, my friend, thanks for coming on, and I'm glad we made this happen. I'm glad I uh, reached out. Uh, it's always, it's uh, sometimes it's the the only way to connect and stay connected is to do a podcast episode <laughs> to ca- to catch up with friends. So. It never, ever hurts to have an excuse to look at your uh, smiling, handsome face, sir. Thank you. As a reminder, where uh, what's the best place for folks to listen to the show and to interact with you and, and uh, chat with you if they want? Well, bigseance.com is my site, but I'm gradually thinking more and more about letting the Lipson site take over. And so that's bigseancepodcast.com. And okay. Big Seance is on Facebook. There's a page there, and I'm at Big Seance on Twitter. Well, I also have those in, in the show notes as well. So thanks again, and I hope you have a fantastic day. You too. Thank you. You rock. There you go. Round two, Patrick Keller. Thank you so much, Patrick, for being a great sport, being a great super fan, supporting the show, everything you do. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Can you tell we were having so much fun? Intro and outro music composed by Cedar and Soil. Don't forget to tune in next week, next episode for my conversation with Stephanie Lahart, host of Tradigital Podcast.
Thanks again to our sponsor, Focusrite, maker of the awesome Scarlet2i2. Okay, you've made it this far. You want the retention hashtag? Give it to him, Patrick. Paranerds rock. Is paranerd too difficult? Para. Nerds. Nerd. Rock. Paranerds okay. rock. See, there you go. Just as I promised, Patrick delivering it himself. How fun is that? Don't forget to tag Patrick at Big Seance and us at podcast underscore junkies. But you knew that already, right? Okay, the other thing we promised you was an intro of Patrick's music from his Big Seance podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to the Big Seance Podcast. I'm Patrick Keller of BigSeance.com, and this is a place for an open discussion on all things paranormal, but specifically topics like ghosts and hauntings, paranormal research, spirit communication, psychics and mediums, and life after death. So basically, anything that pops up in my paranormal world. The candles are already lit, so you might as well come on in and join the seance. 